Welcome to the Spare Rib Audio Zine. Spare Rib is a student-run feminist organization located at Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire. This is How to Survive the End of the World after the Brown Sisters podcast, written by Monacy Shino from the Fracture Edition, published summer 2022. The piece was originally illustrated by me, Monacy Shino, and page designed by Nicia Tiplia, read by Monacy Shino. Special thanks to the Dartmouth College Radio for lending Spare Rib their time and space, making this audio zine project possible. This is a set of speculative fiction poems focusing on living in the aftermath of apocalypse. What do we keep? What is cursed? And what allows for survival? And what assures death? Imagining apocalypse as an origin and rather than an end, I document approaches I have found useful in our current fractured world, drawing from Audre Lorde, Octavia E. Butler, Adrian Marie Brown, and Autumn Brown. When the world turned itself over and was buried beneath itself, it was still you who absorbed the shockwaves. And when we began materializing a new beginning, it was still you who laid the first brick. If my Karthanak is to bring calamity, so be it. I will speak the end into existence. With my teeth, I will tear a new page. With this wretched voice, begin the next verse. In the background of the white man's worst nightmare, it is us who ring in the apocalypse. It is us who declare the beginning. Reconstruction. Look what you have done, she cries. Around us, the world is in shambles, and there is a hammer in my hand. I do not remember anything at all. Buildings have collapsed, and we are enveloped in dust. Could this be my doing? My vision focuses first on a drill, and then the cracked pavement beneath my feet. Certainly, I could not have done this alone. There is a mesh orange vest under my boot. I wring it out and slip my arms through it, and I suddenly see. This is a construction site. I tell her such, and she wants to hear none of it. In her eyes, my hammer could not be for building. Destruction could not be part of reconstruction. From my lips, a past voice emerges. Everything can be used, except what is wasteful. She is still screaming, but I hand her a saw and hold steady the first plank of wood. Slowly, we begin to build the world anew. The Window On the eleventh day, you pass an unbroken window. These days, you must call them unbroken, because more are shattered than not. A window's definition of being has completely changed in this era. Now windows can only be understood as things through which we could see, both inward and outward of structures. The window sits on the side of a four-story building. Its view is unforgiving, yet another gray complex. But you can see that it lets a little light in. And imagine at some point there must have been flowers growing in that trellis. Perhaps for someone this was hopeful. A little bit of life growing in an unyielding gray city. But was it worth it? When the blast came, the window was not shattered, likely because the alley it faces shielded it. Turned inward, it only suffered some heavy dust. In some ways, it is beautiful. The window gleams with the innocence of a thing that does not know the destruction around it, but the light it reflects is simultaneously glaring. Its neighbors have been broken, if not by the blast, then by bats and gunshots, by the fright of a species at its end. This window, untouched, is in this way criminal, a remnant of a rotten world now torn apart. You're standing in some concrete rubble, 
straining your neck to look through this window into a past you have sworn off. An unbroken window does not belong in this world. So you do the next wandering soul a favor. You pick up a heavy stone, and with all your force, shatter it. The Wire Today the scavengers have brought a wire back to camp, imagining it can be reused for security or attack. Their palms are bleeding, cut wrestling it from the grips of a wreckage. Its barbs glisten silver and red. We tend to our friend's wounds, but the sight of blood incites a question. What is this wire's history? Some say its past matters no more than our own. Others say our past matters a great deal. The past, the past, there's no medium among us to discern the truth. So we put our hands on the wire together and jerk away, burned by a thousand histories, an internment camp, a border wall, a master's tool. These memories pass through our hands, we face the question of our survival. We face each other. The master's house is demolished. Who can question our use of its dismembered remains? Someone brings a bolt cutter and a pumice stone. Together we cut and sand and twist and reinvent. We bloody our palms in covenant, patch the wounds. Whatever terrible reality manifests, it will be ours to handle. In Community One woman's go-bag saved all our lives. She'd packed it before the bad arrived. It had a water filter that made life bearable. She got the idea from Octavia's parables. Another person was the child of facilitators. They taught her skills for then and for later. He learned from them how to lead conversation. We used their techniques to build a world post-nation. Someone else loved doing garden work before. Another person was on the park ranger corps. Together they taught us to gather and grow. Their combined efforts fed us through the winter snow. You were the sister of a poet who taught you to reimagine, to forfeit. We used poetry as an instrument for change. We created to envision. We created to rearrange. Everyone has a skill to bring, an item of value, a helpful thing. Through community is how we can thrive. Only through community will you survive. Dear friend, 25 years after the end, we are thriving. On the first few days, all we could do was sweep up the dust. Beneath the dust, it was just the land that was left. We found it robust and ready. This planet is resilient, and so were we. This is not to say we went back to greener times. After all, there is no backwards, there is only towards. Rather, we witnessed the world come to the beginning of a natural cycle. The next few days we spent imagining, ruminating on interbeing, on our needs. We held the universe in our hands, a smashed geode, rings of sedimented history of time, encircling a sparkly core. This reality was forecasted, and so was the next. The linear became circular. The cracks became moments of unity. We bundled the universe together and reorganized it into a mosaic. The next few days after that, we began to build. We built what was never really here. We built things differently. We adapted. Despite all that was gone, the radical and liberatory practices of the past remained and salvaged us. We were lucky. We had among us facilitators, 
farmers, builders, and poets, when the end repeats itself, hold your visionaries and organizers close. I write all of this to say change is chaos, but change is clay. It can be molded, shaped. See how this change has changed us. Let it change you. Let it dispel any myth that apocalypse is an end. Apocalypse is a conjunction of crises unaddressed, revealing interlocking structural oppressions, revealing the interconnectedness of struggle. It is a violent potential that exists, always, ever-present in the atmosphere. Light a dozen matches, and it will catch a flame. If the world must burn, let it. And watch it recover. Watch us regrow. With love, Monacy.